It's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Aarons. Hi, everybody. Good morning. This is Cecile Aarons. Welcome to Get Mental Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm the owner and clinical director of Transcend Therapy, which is a private practice in San Diego specializing in trauma, PTSD, depression, anxiety, addictions, and relationship issues. To learn more about us, please go to our website, TranscendTherapyCA.com, TranscendTherapyCA.com. For all of you who are not aware of what Get Mental is about, uh, this show is about all things mental health and our aim is to destigmatize mental health and normalize these conversations and talk to uh, the community about their experiences um, in accessing mental health care and just what they think about mental health in general. And specifically this month, we are celebrating Black History Month. So I'm very excited um, for our guest this morning um, because he's going to help us talk about black men and mental health. And um, specifically, we're going to learn more about this new thing called barbershop therapy. So here with us today is Mr. Eric Dixon, also known as Eric Clean Cut Dixon. He is the CEO of Clean Cut Grooming Lounge in the DMV area, which is the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. He competes nationally and uh, it sounds like he's a very um, decorated barber. But aside from that, aside from running a successful business, he's also an artist, a community activist, an educator, and a mental health advocate. So welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks so much for being here today. Uh, Hello, hello, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, So, Tell me about your journey, first and foremost. Uh, how did you um, get into this uh, path? What led you to the path of becoming a mental health advocate? Um, well, I've been cutting hair for 10 years now. Um, and of course, you know, I, I did the public. I run into all different types of people um, on a daily basis. And, you know, running into different types of people you encounter uh, many people and their, uh, I guess, different point of views. And, and, you know, of course, it strikes a conversation where, you know, it, the conversation can get um, deep. A lot of people can you know, talk about, you know, their feelings about a lot of things. And, you know, my studio is where people, like, are comfortable, you know, and then it's just, you know, you get to talking and then everybody just, you know, lets you know one topic goes to another topic, to another topic. So, right. It's it, very. It, yes, um, I think it's interesting though because women have been doing it for years, right? With with our hairdressers, they know a lot about us. <laughs> and my hairdresser friends always tell me, like, "Oh my god!" Like, I'm sometimes it's like too much information, and I don't know how to tell them to stop disclosing all this stuff to me. So it's <laughs> it's good to know that men are doing it. Is this a new thing, or is this? Is it has this always been the case? We're just finding about it now, or you're just getting more attention now? Well, uh, men are are really comfortable when it comes to the barbershop. I think now, uh, I mean, with men, we, we talk about everything, you know, the typical sports, uh, you know, sports women, and or you know, just relationship issues. But now, I, um, lately, it's been more of a pivotal conversation about a lot of deeper uh, topics when it comes to mental health and, you know, a lot of conversation has been about depression, anxiety, um, and just, you know, just a lot of uh, mishaps to the family, you know, or just basically just, you know, rough upbringing and how they came up, how it affected them as a adult. Mm. So you guys are really getting deep in there. Yeah, really deep, yes. Wow. And it just, it, it's kind of, and now, it, you know, it, it, I can see the, the conversation level has changed a bit now. Only, but I realize that it only happens when there's a certain type of comfort and a relatable uh, topic, you know. Like myself, yeah. I, you know, I, I, you know I, I'm open, I'm transparent with my clients when it comes to certain topics so I can relate and give advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it leaves, it leaves a certain comfort for the guys 
And, you know, then it's, you know, like I said, it's another conversation and it strikes up and then it opens up another conversation, you know? And then, right. And then and then you have a solution. Do you get men from different uh, kind of ages or generations, I imagine? Oh, yes, man. Uh, different ages uh, from teenage to teens to, well, at least uh, I just say as far as conversation-wise, uh, a lot of teens all the up to, like, the elders. Okay. So, we, so in different generations, so, you know, we have different point of view, different mindsets, you know. What and, are, and different things, we bring up different topics. Right, right. So what type of, of advice do you guys actually give each other? I'm curious. Like, do well, you... It yeah, it, go it ahead. It depends. Like, um, like, for instance, like, with me, I, um, I suffer with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, being, you know, being so that, you know, I have to grow up a certain way. Yes. And then I also have to be the same for my own. And we've been the oldest out of my, you know, my mom's children and my dad's children. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I had to learn how to do things on my own at an early age. And, you know, and all this caused me to make not the wise, not too many wise decisions. And I had to, you know, grow and learn the rough way, you know. And right. And, of course, also being a, a black business owner, you yep. know, and a lot that goes with that. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of, uh, you know, stress that goes along with trying to run your own business. You know? And just then that and then dealing with, your, you know, trying to balance your personal life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot, it, it goes into that, man, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to be open and transparent about uh, being, you know, with my anxiety, it, you know, a lot of guys don't really talk about it. Until, right. Like, you know, once I open that door. And then once I open that door, they're like, wow, you dealing with anxiety? I'm like, yeah. And I wow. explain how and then it makes them comfortable. I think that's awesome, man, because you're right, especially for for men, you know, to talk about anxiety because anxiety is uh, it's misunderstood. Right. But a lot of times people just understand it as fear, you know, and you're just worrying. But it's a real thing. And if you if you suffer from it. It can be really disruptive to your life if you don't have the right supports. So good for you for uh, being open about that. Do you ever suggest therapy? Do you guys ever talk about that? Absolutely. Um, I, I go to therapy myself, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite transparent with that as well. Um, a lot wow. of people, yeah, a lot of people, you know, uh, like most people don't talk about, hey, I go to therapy and all that, because a lot of people don't want people to go. Right. They, they're afraid of the judgment. Still the or stigma. What people may think of it. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, a lot of people have this, the stigma of what therapy really is, you know, is by lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me, I'm, 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 I'm transparent with, you know, with that because it, honestly, I, I, you know, I, I have to, I have to be transparent so I can make people let, let them know, like, look, I need to help. I need it. I need to, I need to understand. I need someone to help me with my, you know, my journey, you know, and, and what, I'm, what I'm trying to do. I say talking to someone, a right. lot of people need therapy. Oh, like, yeah. You know, just to, yeah, just to, just to, you know, release and stuff. Because a lot of us hold a lot in and we're just trying to pick that up. You're winded. Mm-hmm. And then we get frustrated because it constantly builds up. And we don't know how to release it. You don't, and then it's like you can't talk to your friend. You may not, you may can't, you may not can't talk to your, your family. Right. So it builds up a frustration. So I let them know, like, look, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're crazy at all. It just means that, hey, I have something that needs, I need to release. And then, you know, a lot of people have have a hard time answering their own questions. You know? <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, there's yeah. bias. When you're talking to friends, family members, even though they're well-meaning, there's bias. And they're going to give you advice based on where they're at in their life. So this is why a therapist, uh, uh, a skilled therapist, you know, can really be a game changer for people. Because we don't have any other agenda other than to help you uh, heal or understand um, what's going on and give you some, you know, resolution to that problem. Like there's no, there's no, uh, se- uh, we try really not to be subjective, if that makes sense. It's really all about like, right. what are your goals and how, how can we help you get to that place? And you're not going to, you know, hurt our feelings or we're not going to be disappointed if you don't follow our advice, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think, I think um, a lot of people are really, uh, on the defense when it comes to therapy because the, the main thing is opening up about something personal with someone if you don't know if they're afraid of judgment. Mm-hmm. What, people, mm-hmm. what people are going to think or what they're going to say and, and then they don't know. You right. Know? And then they just also will get talk from another about, you know, and they just don't understand. 
I think it was a little, a, a little uh, education on yes. it, you yes. know, and, you know, just a little knowledge, you know, it'll make the things okay. It'll make them more comfortable to just, you know, consider it. Right. And you guys, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Get Mental Radio with Cecile Ahrens here on The Answer San Diego. And my guest this morning is Mr. Eric Dixon, also known as Eric Clean Cut Dixon. He owns a successful barbershop in um, the D.C., Virginia, Maryland area. And he's also a huge mental health advocate, uh, really takes pride in volunteering his time and serving the underrepresented and marginalized people in his community. So um, I'm so happy to have him here. But I wanted to just circle back to a point you made about, um, you know, having having a, a, a person who uh, is can can uh, help you and preserve your confidentiality, because I think a lot of people may not know that therapists are bounded by all these very strict confidentiality uh, laws and rules and regulations. So you can tell us pretty much anything outside of. Um, you know, whether it, the only time we can break your confidentiality is if you're going to hurt yourself, other people, or you're so mentally ill that you're a risk um, to society because you, you don't know that you're mentally ill and you can't take care of yourself. But other outside of that, everything else really is confidential. And I think that's what why it's also very effective, because people know that when I share this stuff, it's really not going to go anywhere. You know, I can I can be at peace and leave the office and know that this stuff is not going to come out. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's, and that's something that, you know, I also, um, you know, I give them that, I give them that knowledge as much as I can. And I, I, I explain it. I'm, I'm like, listen, I understand. Right. Because I've been there. I know, I know the thought process, but I've been there. And I also, and then once I got in touch with that, I realized, oh, it's okay. It's like, you know, touching the water to see if it's how cold it is and see if you can use your way in, you know. Yeah. Once you're in there, it's, 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 you know, it, 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 you would basically, you won't regret it. It is definitely able to release and all, all this, everything that you have picked up in just constantly becomes one of the things where you just, you just feel, you feel like a big weight lifted off Right, right. Well, we're going to continue this conversation after a short break, so don't go anywhere. From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to change things for the better and be part of the solution. Through a lot of hard work and determination, I achieved my dream of owning a private practice known as Transcend Therapy, where we provide counseling for individuals, couples, and families. I've always been passionate about helping people resolve the things in life that may be holding them back or creating pain. Launching Get Mental Radio was just the next step towards helping more people because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Life is tough, and if you're struggling, you're not alone. We can help you weather the storm. Hi, I'm Cecile Ahrens, owner of Transcend Therapy. We truly care and are committed to giving you the best service. You're not going to feel like just another client, and you are definitely not going to feel judged. We offer quality, compassionate, results-driven therapy services. For more information, check us out at TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Welcome back, you guys. This is Get Mental Radio with your host, Cecile Ahrens. We are talking about black men and mental health. And joining us today is Eric Dixon. He's a successful... Hi there. He's a successful barbershop owner, but uh, we're specifically just talking about barbershop therapy, basically men going in to see their barber and uh, getting some um, emotional support while they're getting a great haircut. But um, before we went on a break... Uh, you had disclosed about being in therapy, Eric. So thank you for your honesty. I think more men need to come out and disclose these things and that you had suffered from anxiety. So can you describe to us how, um, what this decision-making was like for you? Was it hard for you to first admit that maybe I, I need um, to talk to somebody? And what was the process like for you in seeking or picking the therapist that you think might be a good fit for you? So um, it was uh, very difficult um, because just like a lot of uh, guys um, out here, it's, it's hard to be vulnerable because, you know, it's the, it's the male ego thing which, like, you don't want to seem weak. You know, we don't want to give off this, oh, mm-hmm. we're weak. You know, we got to be strong. We got to have everything handled. But um, at some point, uh, you know, I realized, uh, you, know, I have, you know, I had a lot of things, you know, with me that made me unhappy. Like, you know, like other than 
uh, anxiety, I also did, I did you know, suffer with depression. And mm-hmm. I knew it was time for me to see someone. I just didn't know how to go about it. So I had a few people suggest going to therapy. I kind of battled with it a little bit, but then I, you know, I told myself, let me just give it a shot. So, right. um, I, you know, I went, I, I, was, I was searching. It took me a while because, like I said, you know, being able to open up to someone yeah. uh, about, about that is, you, know, you got to be, you have to be the right person. It has to be, I got to see the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be able I, to trust them. You know, yeah, it took me a while. Um, and I, I found someone, I, I just, you know, um, I just saw their, you know, views and, um, on uh, one of my therapists. And, you know, I just like, you know what? I still was kind of hesitant. And I just, you know, just stepped out on faith. I said, you know what? Let me just, just give it a shot, you know. And honestly, it's been, like, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Wow. Wow. Did you hear that, guys? One of the best decisions he's ever made in his life. That needs to be... Um yeah, we need to broadcast that for sure, especially for men. Um, I'm so big on men and mental health. Uh, I have a son and, you know, I'm just so passionate about raising him um, where feelings are normalized, where he knows, oh, I can have feelings. I can cry, you know, like all the things, all the messages you guys get at such a young age about what it means to be a man. Tell what? me what you think it's it's a little different with black men. Yes, it is. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Educate us on that. Uh, well, see, the thing, the thing with drug men is, for one, you know, we already have, you know, this, this stigma of how we are supposed to fight the men and stuff. We have to be providers. We have to be, we have to be strong. We're not supposed to show emotion, mm-hmm. even if we do get hurt. You know, it's just we have to be the ones who be holding stones, holding like stone. That's it. Then we have, we have that that we have to work on. Then. Of course, everything else, you know, that as a as a black uh, man myself, that we have to deal with with in everyday society, you know, um, things are a little, all the stereotypes, like, right? The unconscious you know, all, all racism. The you know, we are looked at as thugs, we looked at as criminals, and and that's not the case. Or oh, we looked at or oh, just just pretty much dangerous, you know, dangerous people, and it's yes. not it's nowhere near the the situation with us at all. Like it's plenty of. Uh, uh, black uh, black men out here, man, who's really just great men trying to provide, you know, right. and, and really are like uh, becoming successful and really trying to provide for our families. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think with that pressure and with that type of stigma that's carried along so long for so many uh, decades and centuries, you might as well say. Generations, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it gives, it makes it, it makes it slightly harder to, you know, we have to ride away to prove ourselves. Right. So as a, another Yes, yes, I hear this a lot, and that's why I wanted to shed some light, you know, um, on the to the subject because um, I'm not a man and I'm not black, so you know, I, I think I understand, but you know, I think people need to hear it straight from from people like you, right? Um, to, to create more understanding and tolerance. Go ahead. And then it's just, you know, also just the, you know, just, you know, because of our case, how we're presented, you know, and news and all of that, and, the, you know, of course, with police brutality, mm-hmm. you know, that, that brings on a whole other type of, a whole other layer of anxiety on a daily basis. Right, and, right. Yeah, and we have to, uh, and then it becomes one of the things, like, not only do you have to go out here and, and, you know, work and, you know, you know, break our back, you know, our hands and all that. If you're tired, then you got to try to, got to worry about making it home okay for our family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you guys, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Get Mental Radio. We're talking about uh, black men and mental health uh, and barbershop therapy with Mr. Eric uh, Dixon here, who owns a barbershop, but he's also an advocate and a, a community activist. Um, so, Eric, I know we talked offline about, you know, fatherless boys, fatherless men, right? And the impact, which I think is so unique um, to the African-American community. I may be wrong about that, but that's my impression is that, you know, there are a lot of uh, fatherless men out there, but I, it seems to be more uh, rampant in the African-American community. And I think, you know, that we can't deny the generational impact of that on 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 the generations of men. 
Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? What your What are your thoughts on that? Yes, um, you're totally right about that. Um, with you know, I can only speak from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but with me, for example, you know, I didn't have my my uh, a male role model there for the most part in my younger years. Right. Yeah, and that, um, and getting not having every man, every boy these positive male role models to help show them the way, to help guide them through mm-hmm. life. To help them make wiser decisions, to help them, you know, figure out how to make, how to get to go about things, how to, how to handle mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. how to handle people, how to, you know. And with me, I did Unfortunately, I didn't have that for the, the younger part of my years, but right, you know, that also played a role. And that's where a lot of my my frustrations and and anxiety. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it's times, you know, in a young boy's right way. He needs guidance. He needs to figure out where, like, who's gonna, uh, like, where can I go? I need to talk. So to where do you I'm get it? Where do you get it? Where did you get it? And where do young men get it these days? That guidance. Um, I, um you know, that's the that's the tough part, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of young uh, black kids, man, they just can't. If they try to they try to you know find it as much as they can, you know. Um, that's where. Where I come in, actually, like I have a lot of um, young uh, teens that come to the you know, intersect. You know, when we talk, we talk about a lot of stuff, like, of course, sports. You know, mm-hmm. you know, but then you know, by me being transparent again, you know, right. I, you know, you can hear, you hear, you hear stuff. The situation is anger, there's frustration, right? Is you know, resentment, you know, and then I just kind of give them a, you know, by me being a young boy at work. I'm, I'm just able to relate to them and, and show them a better way, and right. being able to even provide some of my experiences and how I overcome a lot of my experiences. I think and, that's know, the way to go, honestly, in every yeah. community, right? We, we, it takes a village, so to speak, and uh, you can only be part of the solution. You're either part of the problem sometimes or part of the solution. So there's a lot of uh, black men, I feel, that are really coming out of the woodwork, um, stepping up to the plate of mentoring their community and talking about mental health. It's pretty amazing. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and that's one thing I'm starting to realize now, because um, I've got noticed. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize, like, you know, even with me, I figured, I said, you know what, I have to start, like, you know, if it ain't anybody else, it has to be me. That's why I'm transparent. I'm open. I'm like, listen, I'm like, you know, I am here. I have gone. I, right. I can relate. Yes. So, instead of you going down, going this route, how about let me curve your thinking this way. Hey, try to doing this. And, you know, this is what I do to get to, to deal with it. Right. I do a lot of meditating. Mm. I talk about that. You know, um, I, I do a lot of uh, self care, like just you know, take time to myself. You know, away from the self-care. world. Self care, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I think I do a lot of that to myself. I have a lot of you know time to myself. Mm-hmm. I meditate, kind of relax. Hey, I have hobbies. I'm a lot of I'm an artist. I paint. I draw. Yes. So I um, that's, that's something else I do to kind of you know help me escape the world and, and you know the stress that and anxiety and depression, you know, and mm-hmm. or better yet, just get around a lot of positive people and just have more conversation. Yeah. And, and, keep, and I try to keep negative out of, negativity out of my life and you know, just be still more positive. So right. that's, that's even making more positive decisions about the people I choose to have yeah. And we, we all need those coping skills, you know, those self-care strategies. Every single human, um, th- our success depends on that. So... You know, I'm glad that you're you're using these terms. <laughs> um, what about medications? Because you know, there are I think times. Well, I not I think I know there are times when it re- it really is warranted for somebody to be on psychotropic medications. I actually just did a show on that last week or two weeks ago. Um, what do you, what do black men really think about medications? Um. Well, I can't really speak for. Um, all black men. Yeah, but in general, at the barbershop. As a general, in, in general, um, you know, depending on, uh, I guess, the situation, um, I just honestly just, when it comes to medication, I just I just encourage them to just to see someone and to yeah. really, you know, get a further attention on if they feel like they need medication. I don't suggest, medi- uh, you know, that's the type of medication they use because that's not you know my field. But I would I would suggest they talk to a therapist first to right. uh, see if they can get um, some sort of guidance with medication. But me personally, 
medication, uh, I, I, medication to me is like love. Like as far as for like you know just just having someone having support as far as right. you know with depending on the situation. Get yeah. around your family, more family, a positive family time. You know, really just take a break away from work and just simply have fun. That's a, and that's one of the things I feel like where I wear a lot of. Uh, anxiety and depression and, and everything so from people yeah to for sure how to have fun well hold that thought yeah hold that thought we're going to continue this conversation after a short break um because you're saying a lot there and i want to make sure we we give it the time and attention it deserves okay when we return okay. we're going to talk about medications Supporting local business isn't always convenient, but at Ortiz Market, it is. Ortiz Market has all your shopping needs right at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. They're family-owned and operated and feature a huge selection of local beverages. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll order it for you. That means you can get what you want without the long lines you find at big-name supermarkets. The best part is they care about serving our community and are here to join the fight to destigmatize mental health and let people know you are not alone. Visit Ortiz Market today at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. Got pain, inflammation, redness, stiff muscles? San Diego Cryotherapy can help. You'll feel the results immediately and with consistent use, you are sure to feel better. Using the benefits of cold therapy, San Diego Cryotherapy can help you heal naturally from injuries, speed up recovery from exercise, and support your overall wellness. Check out their infrared sauna and cryo T-Shock. After a stressful day, the amazing infrared sauna will help you unplug, detox, and rejuvenate. Cryotherapy T-Shock is the new craze in weight loss and body contouring. It can target stubborn areas areas and support your weight loss goals. People report amazing results in just a few sessions. Cryotherapy offers fitness, wellness, and beauty benefits to individuals striving to improve their overall well-being. Wouldn't you like to look and feel better? Explore the science and process behind cryotherapy at San Diego Cryotherapy.com. Don't let the pain and inflammation hold you back. Start feeling and looking better today. Visit San Diego Cryotherapy.com. That's San Diego Cryotherapy.com. Welcome back, you guys. This is Get Mental Radio. Cecile Aaron's here. We're talking about black men and mental health. Um, But before we continue on with our conversation, I just want to let you guys know that if you are finding our show informative, helpful, please write us a review um, because your review helps us grow and it also helps others to know that our content is helpful because our aim is to help and inspire as many people as we can and your support truly means so much. And thank you also to all of our sponsors, uh, San Diego Cryotherapy. If you mentioned Get Mental, you will get 50% off your first time service. Greystone um, Steakhouse in downtown San Diego. If you mention Get Mental, you will receive a complimentary dessert or appetizer. And also a big thank you to Pacific Rim Mechanical Engineering for being one of our sponsors. Um, So back to our topic here. Just before we went um, on a break, um, we were talking about medications. And Eric, you were saying that, you know, um, for the most part, you know, make medication the last resort, right? Try all these other uh, self-care strategies first. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on how drastic, you know, this, uh, the situation is. But as far as, you know, it comes to anxiety, like, like I said, I recommend um, uh, meditation, you know, mm-hmm. um, workout. Right. You know, or, and meditation or, 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 actually, or, or, sorry to interrupt you, but meditation actually is evidence-based, you guys, meaning the science supports it. It literally changes your brain structure. That's how powerful it can be, except you have to do it all the time to get the cumulative effects of meditation. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Eric. Go ahead. Yes. And, and um, I, I meditate every day. I meditate um, before I leave the house mm-hmm. uh, to prepare for the day, and mm-hmm. I meditate after, uh, after the day. Yes. I go to sleep. And it actually yes. helped me a lot with um and helped me get um um a lot of rest. Right. You know, and that's one of the uh, things that I also had a hard time um doing as well, getting the proper rest because of so much I had on my mind, so much I'm thinking about. Oh yeah, and especially if you have anxiety, your body tends to kind of be uh what we call hyper vigilant, like hyper aroused. Your nervous system's like amped up. So it's it's uh you need to, you know, find ways to kind of calm your system down. So Good for you. It sounds like you have a, a good set of uh, of tools there that's yeah, working you know, for you. Um, it, it's 
something I had to learn. You know, I had to, you know, educate myself on, you know, and yeah. also talk to my therapist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, for her to really suggest a lot of things as well. And it's honestly been working out well. I'm like, just glad. it's like one of the best decisions. Oh, but that's now, awesome. I feel better. You know, I, I don't, I don't feel overworked. I don't feel like, like exhausted. I like, I feel, I don't feel mentally exhausted. I don't, yeah. I feel amazing. And I'm able to, and I'm, I'm just open and happy to just be able to share this with uh, a lot of folks. And it actually helps a lot of people. I have some folks that come, a lot of my clients who come, came to me. And, yes. And that's the ripple yeah, effect, yeah. you know. First of all, therapy works, so thank you for that plug, Eric, <laughs> because that's that's our message, you know, at Get Mental, is we all have issues and therapy works. And yes, the happier you are, the more stable you are, there's a ripple effect to every single person that you come into contact with, you know. So, yeah, thank you for uh, for the work that you're doing for your community. But I, one point, though, I want to make about medications is, yes, I agree with everything you're saying. And I also want to add that there are certain mental health disorders, like schizophrenia, for example, where, you know, you literally have to be on medications. That's not something you can just kind of, cogn- you know, cognitively think your way out of. Um, but, yeah, so bipolar disorder uh, tends to be the same as well. So, you know, I just wanted to, to throw that out there so that, you know, people understand that there is a time and place for meds, but certainly for many of our issues, there are, it's not necessary or needed. So um, the one thing I want to just talk to you about uh, as I was doing some research, which, which I always do almost every show, is that um, black adults apparently are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems like depression and anxiety, yet they're also the least likely to ask for help. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us if that's starting to change or why you think they're the least likely to ask for help? Like what's preventing, I know, you know, speak from your own experience, but in your own opinion, what do you think is preventing black men from coming out and, and being more vulnerable and accessing the system, so to speak? Well, we've got to speak about the male ego. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the main thing about that, like I spoke about earlier, you know, we're, we're taught and we're raised to be, okay, uh, I guess in, in the manly man, we're mm-hmm. supposed to be strong, we're supposed to be mentally strong, physically strong, be providers. And, you know, with, and then, you know, they're, they're like quite honest with you, you know, with trying to do that. And then, like, you know, sometimes, you know, the world can throw a lot of, Stressful situations, right? A lot of stressful yeah. situations, and plus you have uh, to have of, resources, right, to pay for therapy, yeah. either insurance or money. Yeah, and you know, and, and that's a lot of people who don't, you know, and and that's and that's one of the things I think that you know that also faces the best a lot of people, mm-hmm. depending on the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as far as uh, with men, a lot of guys, like I said, they it's, it's all about just being. It's it's a, it's a it's, it's the your the mental it's a mental thing where you think like okay I right, talking to a therapist is a sign of weakness and I'm not weak you know I'm not this and I'm not that you know and then that's why I say now it's starting to change now because it's more of a conversation right I think a lot of a lot more people are starting to go to therapy and then because they're going to therapy it's starting to, at least for the new the newer generation I can say that yes like, like you know the, newer adults, the, the millennials like the, the younger generation. They're more tuned into this stuff. It's actually, I find, and I think we talked about this too offline. It's the older generation, who, who who's and you know a tougher a tougher sell. Right, and you know, and now that um, like I find myself having more conversations um, in my, um, in my studio and outside my studio. I just thought, just hey, you know, I tried this. I'm looking my, you know, I had a conversation with my therapist, and this happened. I'm like, wow, you know. A lot of people are starting to be more open about it now. And this yeah, is I think that's amazing. That's so amazing. cool that you guys are talking that openly. You know, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in your barbershop. Oh, <laughs> it's like a support group. It, it, it really is. And then, like, you know, sometimes it's just me and my client, or it could be my client and maybe another client or two that's sitting, waiting. Right. And then it goes from one conversation, and then maybe I'll bring up something. I'm like, hey, you know... I had a conversation with my therapist and blah, blah, blah. Wow. And they they just like, wow, for real? Oh, you have a therapist? Yeah. And they told me this. 
Oh, who made you go to therapy? I tell her. <laughs> you have like, no oh, idea oh, how oh, how groundbreaking that is just for a black man to say, hey, man, me and my therapist, we were talking like because, you know, men just don't do that in general. So the you fact know, that you're doing it is, oh, man, I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah, you know, the funny thing is about that, because you know, I do have people who kind of give me that look like. Yes, you have to be ready for the look and for the negative you know, comments. Everybody's not going to agree. You know, yeah. Everybody's not going to take to it. But one of, one of the guys who were kind of giving me that look before, now he, he does go to third. Mm-hmm. And like eventually he started to go. And then, you know, it helped him out as far as his, you know, his relationship. Right. It helped me a lot with my relationship with my dad. And I, I was able to forgive him for a lot, you know, and it helped me as a person. I felt so amazing. didn't realize I had all this pent up towards him. And not and only are you helping others by disclosing that, each time you do it and the easier it gets, you're really helping yourself ultimately, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're yes. you know, there's a freedom that you can feel when you are not ashamed of all this stuff anymore and you're just really embracing who you are and your history. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And it helps open, it helps open you up to a better you, you know? It yes. All the, the animosity, all the anger that's been built up. And then it's like, you feel good. You wake up and you know, you feel good. You don't, you're not angry. You're not upset. You just, you don't have all this pent up stress. You just, I'm able to have, be transparent with other black men. Right. And the more I'm doing that, the more it, 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 it gives you a little bit more respect too. And a lot of people, and when we open up their conversation for black men, period, it makes us better. And, yeah. it's a whole, and a lot of people, it makes them better fathers, it makes them better husbands, it makes them better boyfriends, it makes them better. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, yes. It just, and then that, with that type of feeling and you open it up, it, 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 it recreates a whole other generation after this. That's yes. Just, that's and you actually have a and real shot at breaking the generational, you know, uh, traumas that have been passed yeah, on. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's important for me to do that to myself because I don't have any kids, and I don't have any children yet, but eventually I want to be able to, or not today, I do have children, I want to be able to pass this on and be able to say, hey, look, it's okay to be open about this. Yeah. Something. I, wanna, I don't want that to repeat what I have to go through. I'm like, right. hey, let's try it from this method. Do this. Yeah. Hey, if you feel this way, let me know. Be open about it. Let's talk. I have no doubt. I mean, you're you're really you're already doing it and living it. I I'm sure you'll be an amazing father. So we're gonna take another short break, our last break, Eric. And when we return, we are going. I want to talk about um, the incarceration rates for African American men and just uh, a few other things before we end. Okay, don't go anywhere. Got pain, inflammation, redness, stiff muscles? San Diego Cryotherapy can help. You'll feel the results immediately and with consistent use, you are sure to feel better. Using the benefits of cold therapy, San Diego Cryotherapy can help you heal naturally from injuries, speed up recovery from exercise, and support your overall wellness. Check out their infrared sauna and cryo tea shock. After a stressful day, the amazing infrared sauna will help you unplug, detox, and rejuvenate. Cryotherapy tea shock is the new craze in weight loss and body contouring. It can target stubborn areas and support your weight loss goals. People report amazing results in just a few sessions. Cryotherapy offers fitness, wellness, and beauty benefits to individuals striving to improve their overall well-being. Wouldn't you like to look and feel better? Explore the science and process behind cryotherapy at SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. Don't let the pain and inflammation hold you back. Start feeling and looking better today. Visit SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. That's SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. Supporting local business isn't always convenient, but at Ortiz Market, it is. Ortiz Market has all your shopping needs right at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. They're family-owned and operated and feature a huge selection of local beverages. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll order it for you. That means you can get what you want without the long lines you find at big-name supermarkets. The best part is they care about serving our community and are here to join the fight to destigmatize mental health and let people know you are not alone. Visit Ortiz Market today at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. Welcome back, you guys. Cecile Aarons here with Get Mental Radio. Um, we are talking about men and mental health and barbershop therapy. And we have uh, Mr. Eric Dixon, owner of uh, Clean Cuts Grooming Lounge. Is that correct, Eric? 
That's correct. That's right. But I want to share with you guys. This is so cute and exciting. Um, Noah Dingley, uh, he's the host of Community Focus, and he kicked off our first episode of the series of men uh, of this series of men and mental health. And I guess he's watching us right now, Eric. And he said he texted me. He said, "Hey, I just saw what you're doing with your recording. It is absolutely a thing." Hi, Noah. By the way, if you're listening, the place that I go to does an amazing job with haircuts. I actually know the owner. Blah blah blah. And one of the reasons. I go there is because she's a great person to talk to and to get advice from. Barbershop therapy is definitely a thing, and I think it's very healthy for men. I thought that was cool. It is. It's perfect. It's yeah. a perfect location. You know? Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel bad for my hairdresser because I, I, I told him, I said, well, you guys aren't trained, you know, to listen and give advice, and you're absorbing a lot of things. So sometimes I give him advice on how to have boundaries. <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So incarceration, you know, this is actually pretty, pretty devastating. But, you know, I don't know what the solution is. I think part of how we can help with the high rates of incarceration for black men is to destigmatize mental health. Right. And to educate people at a very early age in all the communities that mental health is real. It's okay to have issues. And here's where you can go for help. What are your thoughts about why there is such a high incarceration rate for black men? Um, it could it, it could be for so many so many reasons. Um, well, I have I have um, family members and a few friends that are crushing. Um, a lot of it comes from you know, they, like, I have a lot of folks that are you know wrongfully accused. Yes. And that are dealing with, uh, that are now incarcerated, and, you know, and then because of, you know, and then oh, you have some people who are, who've also been in, you know, situations where they have no other choice to, to, to turn into a certain, turn to a certain lifestyle. Right. Which, but, 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 um, with that being said, it's just like, you know, the world can be tough. And it could be, it don't, it, you know, depending on the lack of resources that you do have, like, mm-hmm. you know, it puts you in, in, into a, Mm-hmm. In a certain situation, to to do things that you may not proud, you may not be proud of. Right. But also, but also, you know, just overall, that it's just you know, just get to in that position anyway. It just just adds it on even more. You know, it just adds like a downward spiral. Yeah. And I, even even after you you know return, you know, right, you know, are free, then it's just that's a whole nother, uh, you know, mental uh, situation you have to deal with yourself. Yeah. I think, you know, the breakdown in the family unit, right, probably has a lot to do with it. And then the, like we talked about earlier, fatherless men, right, not having any guidance. And then maybe the socioeconomic status for some, right, the the communities can be really rough. And then the whole stigma about mental health and not knowing where to get help. You know, I think all of those combined put put you guys at, at a higher risk, you know. Yeah, you, you also have to, and you also have to talk about this. You know, a lot of there's a lot of people out here who don't have them. Say you that know? again. They, they, that's a lot. It's a lot of people that don't that don't have family. They don't have yes. a mother. They don't have a father. Yes. They don't have uncles. They don't have aunts. Yes, they just, it's some true. Some people go in the system as you know, as you know, just you know, they just out here and they just really try to figure it out. That alone. I can only imagine mm-hmm. like, how rough that can be. You feel alone. Oh, my gosh. I don't have anybody in my corner. And, you know, kids in the foster system. I mean, that's a whole new subject. But, yes, you're right. That alone in and of itself can really create a lifelong worth of challenge for a person. Yeah, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, you know, a lot of confusion. And and then, you know, when you're alone, you know, no talent you can take advantage of. It's so much stuff. Yeah, and you don't have the love that you're all supposed to have for them. Mm-hmm. You know that that plays a major role. You know it doesn't necessarily have to. Be, you don't necessarily have to have a family. You right. Can, it can be started. It can be triggered with a lack of. Yeah. And then you have to grow into that. That's not natural. You know for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But you got you know you guys like I think face a unique challenge, and I I can't really put my finger on it. Um, and we're not the experts here as far as this particular issue goes. But I was thinking, you know, when when people say, oh, you know, we've had the lowest uh, rate of unemployment for African American men and the lowest rate of unemployment for Hispanic men, you know, being Asian American, I thought it was really interesting that we don't get those kinds of stats. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like nobody says the lowest, you know, unemployment rate for Asian Americans. It's like the culture. Our culture is the opposite, right? It's like work your butt off, you know, be a workaholic, have five jobs. And uh, I'm not saying that's better either. But I, I, you know, I think there's something about um, the culture uh, that uh, is also very impactful. So you and and uh, hundreds of other men who are starting to speak up and uh, you know educate your community, I think is cult, you know has the power to change the culture, right? Right, we do. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely, and um, you know when it comes to that, it just it's it's always been rough. You know, for you know, for guys that you know, black men can really try to, you know, you know, make things happen, get ahead, man. You know, try to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, we are denied a lot, but then you ask white people, and my, which I also encourage a lot of black men. Mm-hmm. What are you about? And then you know, when people, I'm looking like this: if people don't give you, are not willing to give you a seat, you have to create your own. So that's yes. why with me, I stepped out. I said, okay, you know. If I'm not, if I'm unable to get the positions I want, I'm going to create my own job. Me, I, I have a talent in my hands. I'm like I said, I'm an artist. I said, how can I make this work? For you? Yep. And I, and I made it work, you know. And it's been working. And a lot of people, a lot of my clients who know me for years, mm-hmm. they see where I came from and then where I am now. Mm-hmm. And that right there is an inspiration itself, especially for the young black, uh, young black team. And I want to, uh, I constantly want to push that. I'm like, look, what are you good at? Every talent, you use your talent. Yeah. You're good at it for a reason. Let's make it happen. Don't, you know, if it, you know, if make it work for you. Right. You know, if, 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 if it's hard for you, you know, which I totally understand, you know, you got to make, you got to take your talent and you make it work for you. You create yeah. your own, your own best. I think the older generation, you know, should also join the cause. Because hearing Absolutely. it from them, right, when they give their blessing, so to speak, or their permission, you know, to say, hey, yeah, right. Imagine if your 90 year old grandpa was like, you should go to therapy. You should talk to somebody about this. I think that'd be pretty powerful. Yeah. You know, it's, it's gonna, I'm going to be honest with you, though. Um, with the older generation, with, I think it, it'll be a, it's, it will be a little bit more work. To get oh, yes. Yes. It's Same thing really in my culture. It's to get them to understand mm-hmm. therapy, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a stigma of what therapy is to them because they never had to deal with it, you know. And right. You got, you got to imagine what they have, like, especially in the black community, like, what they had to go through. Uh, so, for like, years ago in a fight. Oh, like, yeah. Years ago, going on, like, you know, and it's just, you know, but to, to break that down to them, get them to understand, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot with them as well, where they just, hey, I, I don't talk to people about this type of stuff. We just deal with it. Right. We just, you know, we go through life and we just, you know, make it, make it work. It's Absolutely. Not, it's not healthy, you know? You know, so much pain in for years. that's actually like something that I discovered as I was uh, evolving, you know, um, in this uh, Get Mental, you know, radio uh, hat that I wear. And I think we may have even talked about this offline in that, I realize it's not the younger generation that needs education or um, encouragement or convincing as far as mental health goes. It's really the older generation and the middle age folks, you know. Um, yeah, have a look at it like this. We, we learned, like us as adults, we, we are what we are. We, we've learned from the past generation and the generation, and the generation after that and the generation after that. Right. That's why I say us now being more open and transparent with each other about it is to start a whole new wave with Generation Africa. Yes. With being transparent. Yes. Being more open. So we want, it won't be a constant generational thing where it's just like we're, that generation's coming on, we're not talking about it, we're not open, we're just putting on, backing on more anxiety, more depression, not figuring out how to deal with it. Absolutely. Now that people are more transparent, we can actually get somewhere and make a change. Yes. So you are listening to Get Mental Radio, everybody. And we're talking about black men and mental health and specifically barbershop therapy. So which is a new thing, I guess. And uh, Mr. Noah Dingley confirmed that. Um, So tell us a little bit more about that, Eric. Um, You know, what are men talking about at the barbershop? What are the concerns? What are the frustrations? What are the Uh, themes? Um, Well, it's it's so many. I can give you a few. Uh, well, relationships, you know. Relationships. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, absolutely. Relationships yeah. as far as, you know, marriage and 
you know, hey, I'm doing this. I don't understand this. I don't understand what she's talking about. I don't understand what I'm going wrong. Uh, financial situation, she said. Man, I, I don't know how to do it. There's, you know, some, a lot of folks aren't financially, you know, like, that doesn't really, don't really know how to, you know, handle their finances. You know, oh, yeah, like, that's a big like, thing. Uh, Financial literacy. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, just simply just being emotional, being, being transparent as far as conversation with right. your uh, significant other. Do you guys you know, talk about politics? Oh, uh, we do a little bit. Yeah. Um, just, just, I, um, just, I just a tag bit, you know, but we mainly focus in on, uh, of course, you got a lot of guys who are frustrated because they can't find a job or, mm-hmm. um, you know, some, or maybe the issue with their children. They're trying to figure out ways how to break through, you know, uh, figure out their, their children. You right. have some guys who, who really just like, just have like just different thoughts about, um, you know, with their parents and, hey, you know, realizing, man, you know what, man, I got this about my dad. I got this about my mom. Um, and, you know, it just, it just simply just basically how they are transparent. I mean, even with the business and trying to start their own business. Right. And, you know, where right. to start. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know where to go. And, you know, it like, you know, et cetera. And, you know, it, it just so much comes along. You it's know, the power it just, you know, of relationships, really, you know, absolutely. and I, I'm a firm believer in that. That's actually one of the things we say, um, um, at my private practice is that the most important, you know, the, the healing power of relationships, right? And looking at the relationship you have with yourself because everything you do emanates from that relationship first and foremost. Right. So, wow. Right. Um, yeah. So any final words before we end? And, uh, you know, wh- how can people find you if they want to learn more about you? Absolutely. Um, my name is Eric. Uh, uh, clean, uh, owner and CEO of Clean Club uh, Global Alliance LLC. You can find me um, at 6353 Old Branch Avenue uh, in Camp Spring, Maryland. Uh, you can follow my Instagram mm-hmm. at cleancut underscore the barber. That's cleancut with K's, two K's. Um, you can uh, visit my website at com. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, cleancut uh, the barber. Um, feel free to follow me, check out my page. Feedback. Uh, and just come in. Somebody come in. Let's have a let's come in and get a good haircut, a great haircut. And let's just have a <laughs> great really, haircut great and some therapy. Yeah, you know, a, a great conversation. Leave, leave, you will leave my studio feeling amazing about yourself inside and out. I love I it. I guarantee that. Well, if you were here in San Diego, I'd be sending people your way, but uh, that's not the case. Hey, but, <laughs> well, thank you for being here, Eric. We got to go. Um, thank you for your time and your insight. And like I always say, be well, be gentle, get mental, because we all have issues. Bye for now. Get mental. Or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. Go out.